On this episode of Post Game Shake, we bring on Notre Dame star lacrosse player Ryder Garnsey and Major League Lacrosse stud Matt Gilray and finish up with some talk about Robert Kraft and the NHL trade deadline. Welcome to episode 17 of Post Game Shake. We've got a very good episode for you today, but first before we get to the content, Muzz, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm uh, podcasting from the darkness of the Murray household cave right now. We got a uh, power outage down in Situate here, so just because of the high winds. Yeah, I think so. One of the roads is closed, so I think a uh, a tree came down. But uh, we got the generator running outside and kind of just you know living the all natural life. Talking about getting the job done, we got the generator up and running. Got your Wi Fi going so you could podcast, mm-hmm. charge your phone. I yeah, mean, well, the Wi Fi actually failed on me, but. I'm, I'm on data right now. True. So if your parents ask who uses all the data, it was it was from podcasting, and they're just going to accept it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to write it off as a business expense. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, actually. That's yeah, we, idea. Uh, we're we up to like 18 bucks right now, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, but that was going towards Chipotle, so. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes uh, you got to take care of the expenses first. Yeah, true. And by $18, we mean $18 just this episode because we make so much money. <laughs> anyway, that's not impressive either, honestly. No, to get to get to get back to the content of the episode, we're bringing on a uh, what was, in my opinion, one of the best interviews we've done. It's actually a dual interview with two kids who aren't um, together, so it was a little more challenging on that on that um, that front. Ryder Garnsey plays currently in Notre Dame, and Matt Gilroy, who currently plays in the MLL and NLL, kind of tough to, to decipher from the two. But one's major league lacrosse, and the other one's the pro box lacrosse league so it was good talking to them they're both um they're both buddies of matt holstauser who is a frequent listener of the show and he was uh kind enough to get them on and and we had a good time talking to them yeah we did so obviously we're gonna get that over to you right away uh but we had a blast i mean timmy just touched on it but really good episode so i hope you guys are uh you know ready for a good one and shout out that that writer looked at the bio and wanted wanted a a would you rather question which kind of reminds me i just i should just ask that to every every guest that comes on now yeah, it's a good way to end it, especially if we have a little time. Obviously, some run a little longer, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and we got a couple good answers out of them. We did. And as I said, 50-50, man. It goes, it goes both ways. I still think you're crazy if you pick Cheetos fingers, but, hey, it is what I, it is. And I still pick Cheetos fingers. I know, because you're crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, with that being said, let's go right into the interview, right? Let's do it. All right, we're going to shoot you over here as our interview with Ryder Garnsey and Matt Gilray. We are here with Wolfboro, New Hampshire native, Under Armour All-American, 2016 ACC Rookie of the Year, 2017 Inside Lacrosse, midseason First Team All-American, 2017 USILA. You'll have to tell us what that means after this. Honorable Mention All-American, 2017, I'm going to butcher this name, Tawartan Award Watch List and current team captain of 2019 Notre Dame Fighting Irish Lacrosse Team writer Garnsey. And dual interview, last but not least, we are also joined by Oshawa Canada native, 2014 high school All-American, two-time second-team All-Patriot League, one-time first-team All-Patriot League selection, two-time team captain for Bucknell, and current Major League Lacrosse and Pro Box Lacrosse player, Matt Gilray. Boys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Pumped to so, have you, boys. So, um, just quickly, because, because of the intro, and it was, it was uh, so long, and there are a lot of, a lot of accolades to get to, we got to ask, yeah. what, what is – what's – a USILA, um, like what is, is that like the, the, the governing body of, of D1 lacrosse or what is that? Yeah, Gilly, I, I don't even know. You want to take this one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just like everyone that like oversees, it's like the lacrosse association. Fair enough. And then who is, who is to Wharton? T E W A A R A T O N. Any idea who that is? It's a Native American term. It's like the Heisman of lacrosse. Oh, okay. Sweet. Oh, that's pretty sick. Holy right. smokes. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. Um, so shout out to Matt Holtzhauser. He played hockey with us at Babson. He was the kind of the facilitator of getting of getting you guys on. You both um played hockey with him at Brewster Academy and kind of knew him knew him from there. So let's kind of just start with um with, with that and how you guys know each other. So um Gilray, let's start with you, Brewster Academy, kind of what brought you down um from there from canada uh and kind of the whole experience there yeah no my my time at brewster was uh pretty unreal um so i had a couple buddies from home that uh went down there 
uh, Mitch Chapman and uh, Austin Shanks. Uh, Chappie ended up – Chappie graduated the year before I got there, and uh, Shanks, he's one of my uh, one of my good buddies from home. Uh, unfortunately, he got kicked out within months of me being there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, my time at Bruce was awesome. I, uh, big shout-out to Ryder, actually, and his family. Like, made uh, made everything pretty pretty smooth transition, so it was, uh, it was a good time. Did you like live with them or something, or, or why was like what's the what's the transition? Why why was it so smooth? Uh, just like being sixteen years old, like coming to a new country. Um, Ryder's dad worked in uh, admissions there. He was a uh, assistant coach as well. So the their family kind of took me under their wings, kind of like made me feel like uh, made me feel like I was part of their family for the three years that I was there. So it was nice. Unreal, man. Where where is Brewster? I, I should probably know this, but I don't. It's in uh, Wolfboro, where Ryder oh. is. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize it was right there. Yeah. Nice. So, Ryder, both your parents work for Brewster Academy. Is that right? Uh, just my dad. Just your dad. Okay. But you grew up You grew up your whole life in, in Wolfboro, or at least most of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. We've lived in the same house for my entire life. My dad's worked there for probably like 15 years or so now. I mean, shout out to Wolfboro. My uh, girlfriend's family has a, has a house there, like around the lake, that place. So, it's on Lake, Win- Lake Winnipesaukee. For anyone who doesn't know, and that place is like unbelievable, especially in the in the summer. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, the few months of the year that the lake is, you know, swimming bowl and stuff during the school year, it's pretty <laughs> cool with the school being right on the lake. But would you guys like in the winter? Would you guys like be able to skate uh, on the lake and stuff? Is that like pretty kosher? No, not really. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> senior senior year that we had uh, like our alumni hockey game, was sort of like a pond hockey game out on the lake. That was pretty cool. Um, and then they would make a, a little pond on one of the um, athletic fields uh, that froze over uh, during the winter that we could skate on. That's sick. You guys both – so you guys both played hockey at Brewster? Yep. Yeah, I, I played for two years. I was uh, kind of forced into retirement after I hurt my shoulder my junior year. Would you have, like, would you have like wanted to keep playing, or was lacrosse your, your, your go-to if you didn't get hurt? Uh, lacrosse is definitely my go-to, but it would have been nice to kind of play out my senior year, but which, yeah, with, I mean, uh, with everything, it was kind of sketchy. Well, Didn't want to get Obviously, the shoulder's not too bad, though, if you're playing lax, like, yeah, professionally, no. you know? Yeah, yeah it feels definitely good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good to hear. What was it like playing with Holtzy? Oh, he's a beauty. <laughs> he's, he's a weapon. You know he's running the marathon? <laughs> Is he? No yeah. way. Yeah, he's training to run the marathon right now. Yeah, oh. so he's uh he's he's my roommate. He's like downstairs making making like all this healthy food, sweet potatoes, <laughs> asparagus, all this stuff. And like we we found out not from him, we found out well we found out from him, but not like word of mouth. Like I like I live with the kids, so I see him every day. And yeah. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn at work, like trying to pass the time, and I see like this little post by him saying, Hey, I'm running the Boston Marathon, like you just gotta get support and, and get some funding and like I, he comes home and I'm like, you, you didn't tell us you're on the marathon. He goes, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm running the marathon and it runs like right past our house in Newton mass. So we're all taking the day off from work and we're going to like get some beers and have some people over. So it should be, should be a good yeah, time. But like, just, but just picture like holds you run the marathon. That's like, you know, it's a big boy running. The marathon, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say that's a wagon running. the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it more, more power to him, but he's, yeah. he's thick with quite a few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Those calves are like, they're not messing around. He's uh, so we were. I was over there yesterday. Timmy wasn't there this weekend. He had uh, girlfriend responsibilities. But uh, Holty came downstairs and like, I've never seen some kid just waste so much time trying to avoid running. I think he was. I think he had to run like 17 miles yesterday or something. Oh, yeah. So we uh, at one point he finished breakfast. He was supposed to go out and he was like, "You guys want to play Bananagrams?" <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up playing Bananagrams for like an hour and a half. So I don't, I don't even know if he ended up running. I left after that. But. Yeah, I think he, I think he did, but he only ran like 13. Like I say, only like I've never run more than three miles in my entire life. So 13 yeah. miles takes like two and a half hours. Like that's a huge chunk of the day, Holy obviously. Crap. So. Yeah, anyway. that, that's a that's a day ruiner and a half right there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, um, quickly into hockey. So, Ryder, you played you played in goal, right? Yep. So Muzz is also a goalie, and that's not what I'm getting at. But goalie uh, union, baby. Goalie oh, yeah. union, yeah. But oh, yeah. Um, we had this written down. This is a fact from um, from Holtzy that you played goalie at Brewster with Bailey McBurney. I did, yeah. So he <laughs> plays for UMass Boston now, who is like Babson's biggest rival. And Muzz, I'll let you tell the story. We had an interesting um, interaction with Bailey McBurney's mom by mm. complete mistake a couple weeks ago. Muzz, take it away. 
So this is funny because partially one, because we had an interview with our college coach last Sunday and we completely lost the interview audio wise, which sucked, but we, we told the story on that interview. So now we get to tell it here, which is actually probably more appropriate, but um, me and Timmy and one of our other buddies, Charlie went down and we were watching the playoff game, the Babs and UMass playoff game at our place. And we're like, you know, we want to go out and we want to, we have like a little place up in the weight room. We can watch it. We're like, yeah, we want to get in the atmosphere. So we, end up going down behind the net, the UMass side. And we're standing next to a couple women and they're like, who are you guys rooting for? And we're like, Babson. And they're, we're like, who are you rooting for? And she was like, Boston, which, you know, it's UMass, not whatever, UMass Boston. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But uh, so McBurney makes a save. And like, this is a good goalie. I'm not like saying anything bad about him. He makes a good save, but he like so dramatic about it, like flails around gets up after the whistle and like slaps the puck into the stands. And we're, we were going nuts on the glass. We were like slamming on the glass. We were like, you loser. Like, you know, trying to get in the kid's head. And the woman next to us goes, Hey, Hey, that's my son. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm a goalie. I'm not trying to like, you know, say anything bad about the kid. And we ended up like kind of shooting it with her for a little bit, but it was, it was pretty funny. Muzz retreated so fast. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He's <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. we're like, ah, oh, he's, he's a really good goalie though. Like it was a good save. And she was right like, back into the hole. Like, don't say from. anything about him. We're like, okay, we won't, but <laughs> yeah. you probably shouldn't do that. Cause he's going to get shirt. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, once, Bailey's... once you, t- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Bailey's definitely a personality. Yeah. Oh, that's what Holtz was saying, but in a good way, right? Like he's kind of a, He's yeah, a, yeah, he's, he's a good, good guy, good. but he is nuts. I remember <laughs> – th- so he was only at Brewster for a year, um, and we had a game on, like, a Friday night or something, and I was starting that night. And he was making – like, heating up some chicken nuggets that he got from the uh, the corner store in town that was a pretty, pretty big spot at Brewster um, that he got the night before. He was heating them up in the microwave, had it in a styrofoam thing with tin foil, put it in the microwave. I don't know what was going through his head. <laughs> goes back into his room. Can't do that. 30 seconds later, 30 seconds later, we got a fireball in the hallway. And so he's, he's got to take the fire extinguisher and put it out. But I'm also, I'm just in their dorm for whatever reason. And I walk into the hallway. I start dying laughing, look, looking at him, trying to put this thing out. Yeah. Next thing I know, he's spraying the fire. He's literally got the hose to the fire extinguisher in my mouth, in my mouth. <laughs> two hours before we had a hockey game <laughs> yeah you how'd you end up doing that night you did okay? uh, we probably fucking lost yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hilarious yeah. you know what it's funny you say that because i'm surprised more kids don't like burn dorms down with like how stupid like i mean oh, i've done i've done this i put things you can't put in the microwave and microwave like i'm, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often i think you mentioned that yeah, yeah i mean fire alarm can attest to it i feel like i mean i didn't live on campus because i was you know day student i lived five minutes away but i felt like there was something like that going on like once a week all the time. <laughs> yeah. fire alarms there were so common it's like you just have to expect it at some point yeah, oh, yeah. they're too yeah. common dude even in college man you're like every other night you feel like you're waking up in the middle of the night rolling out who's of bed the, and it's yeah ice cold outside and you gotta wait outside who's the idiot who burned the popcorn tonight it's always it's always i feel like it's always popcorn. yeah always popcorn <laughs> yeah. oh quick so quick side story i i was a camp counselor at high school my claim to fame at that place now is that I made Easy Mac and I didn't put water in the Easy Mac. Oh, I've done and that. W- dude, <laughs> way, way worse consequences than you would expect. Yeah, I've done it, that. <laughs> fire, the entire high school had to be evacuated. The whole fire department was there. It was like smoke coming out of the windows. I was like, oh my God, it was really bad. But yikes. Yeah, that's carried yikes. with me. So I don't that's recommend awesome. it. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Back to the uh, agenda here. Yeah, yeah. let's reel back in here. So, um, Obviously, I'm assuming Brewster County was an awesome time. It's a, it's a great school, um, great great part of town, um, or great part of the of Wolfboro and stuff. But I kind of want to talk more about um, college and kind of how you guys end up getting to where you are and 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 kind of beyond that. So let's start with um, start with Gilly. So Bucknell, a lot of people maybe might not know um, that much about it being in the Northeast, but I know um, it's a great school. And just kind of why did you end up going there? Was it the recruiting process? Was it um, you know, lacrosse, academic, kind of a combination that you just kind of talk about that whole experience and, and anywhere else you were looking as well. Um, no, yeah, Bucknell was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, kind of on the side of a highway. Driving to Maryland, so it's kind of like you see trailers on the side of the road for some reason. Yeah, Bucknell's right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best you got. 
<laughs> there's, there's, there's not much. You, you just see some trailers. It's a, it's a really nice campus, but like on the one side of the room, there's just like a shit ton of trailers where like, like for some reason they house have some of the kids. But it's, no, uh, it's it's okay. Once, I mean, once, you get, once you get on campus, it's really nice. Yeah. But, hey, we uh, really want to. We really want to talk to you about MLL stuff. So give us whatever you got for college, and then we'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. You're really not feeling Bucknell now, eh? No, I mean, well, it, I, and it sounded like you weren't really feeling. Bucknell. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Bucknell was cool. I mean, I was, uh, I was looking at anyone like majorly when I committed there. Um, they were, they were definitely the best team that I was talking to. So I just kind of picked them. I didn't even know it was a good school academically until I got there. Kind of got, and kind of got screwed my freshman year. Really? <laughs> yeah. What 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 happened there? Um, for some reason, I I took like decently hard classes at Brewster, so I thought I was I thought I was like kind of smart, and I was you know, I was wake up call pretty quick. <laughs> College has 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 a tend to do that to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, Babson was a better school than I realized, too. I mean, I don't blame you. I can't say anything. I got to Babson. I was like, whoa, this is pretty good school. Pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't like where, like where would have been in your idea, like right now, number two behind Bucknell, if Bucknell didn't, you know, work out, where do you think you would have ended up? Um, I honestly don't really know. Um, I was kind of talking to like a couple other schools, but none of them I really like, really liked, so. Bucknell was kind of the easy decision at that point. Did um, you like tour it and like love the lacrosse facilities? Like, what, like, what was it that was like, got to go there? Um, yeah, I mean, like the coaches were big beauties. Um, the, the, I got to meet with the team a little bit, so those guys were great. Um, nice. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. How's the it? facility? Was... Is it like, I mean, a Division One program like for hockey? Like, you know, you'd expect it to be beautiful rank like if you're looking at the stuff what yeah. do you get for like a lacrosse type stadium arena I mean, our, field, our, stadium, you know? our stadium is like really nice it was the football stadium so it's got like the it's got like the bowl around it and everything it's not like huge so in that sense it wasn't like you're walking into like a like ohio state or michigan or anything right so it wasn't like you're in like an empty place you know um our locker room is like pretty pretty standard it wasn't anything crazy decently small but like the weight room that we have was nice the like the campus like i said was uh once you get on campus it's really nice so nice did you get any uh any money to go there were you like on uh, on scholarship or anything that yeah have, yeah, have an effect? yeah i was on scholarship there that always helps that always helps yeah that's a big part of it man what i would do for no debt right now yeah oh my god no idea <laughs> um <laughs> All right, Ryder. I mean, the the pressure's on. You kind of you kind of beat them there. So I'm, yeah. assuming, I'm I'm assuming your experience in Notre Dame so far has been a little bit better than trailers on the side of the highway. No, no offense about <laughs> now. So give us give us give us your. I mean, like why why Notre Dame for the obvious reasons of it's just a sick school and it's known you know worldwide. But I mean, your recruiting process and just kind of your first impressions. Then obviously you know kind of just go from there. Uh, yeah. So my recruiting process was a little bit different. Um, I ended up having to take a PG year in order to go to Notre Dame. Um, I had some other good looks. Um, I actually called to commit to Dartmouth, um, talked to the coach for like 15 minutes and then got cold feet. And then after that, I was like, wait, I don't want to go to Dartmouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I didn't. They're, they're pretty terrible. Uh, (laughs) But I, (laughs) I love my visit here. Um, you know, that we've been pretty good for the last, 10 or so years so I figured that uh, might have a chance to win a national championship which is you know hopefully something we're still working on um I also I guess Syracuse is probably number two in the end of the day um but yeah Notre Dame's pretty awesome um especially this year when you know the football team is good and stuff the energy around campus is pretty spectacular I can Um, imagine I mean the I will say though you're not you're not going to South Bend for anything other than Notre Dame. It's trailers on the side of the road aren't too different from what's going on in downtown <laughs> South Bend. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you um? What about like the the Winter Classic being there? Was that was that a pretty a pretty cool cool time? Was like the city city bumping stuff? Yeah, it was it was a it was a sick time. Um, I was definitely out here. My dad came out, um, and then like five of my buddies, a um, couple guys that actually went to Brewster with me and uh, Gilly came out. Um, they stayed at my house here that I live in with 
my buddies. Um, obviously, I'm a Bees fan, so it was pretty cool to have it out here and have it at my school. Um, it was it was pretty spectacular. Did yeah. you get to go? Yeah, I did. I, that's oh, sick. Yeah, that's I actually, sick. I had a sick winter break. I went from – I mean, Notre Dame got smoked, but I went down to Dallas. <laughs> one of my buddies, um, one of the guys I live with is from Dallas, so there was like 10 of us that went down there and saw the – Clemson Notre Dame game at the Cowboys Stadium, and then from there flew to Notre Dame um, to check out the Winter Classic with a bunch of my buddies here. So it was pretty cool. Damn, that's awesome. What? I mean, did you have to pay, or was it like, hey, we go to Notre Dame, we play lacrosse here, we you get tickets? Like, uh, no, I didn't get tickets. My dad got us some tickets. Um, but nice. I actually, like, you don't have to pay as much to go to the football game if you're a student that won the lottery system to get one of those tickets so that was cool nice what's um what's cowboy stadium like my dad my dad's been there for uh i think it was like an alabama wisconsin game and he said it's like he couldn't even really explain it in person so i hope you have a little bit better adjectives to use but he said it's just like it's almost like it's it's like a palace essentially like for football yeah like. it was incredible i mean i've been to gillette and then i've been to um fedex field in dc and it blows both of those places out of the water i mean mm. the the video it, it, honestly i had a tough time not watching every play on the video board though i mean we were way up in the nosebleeds and the video board is you know whatever it is like 70 yards long and it's right in your face so it was pretty- yeah yeah it's like it's like watching hgtv yeah, yeah exactly i felt like i was on my couch That's incredible <laughs> um all right sweet so gilly going from you know the whole whole bucknell four years process have had a really good career there um individual accolades so was it a was it a post-college thing that you knew you always wanted to do or did the kind of the calls and the and the interest kind of come your way and then you you decide that you could have had a chance to do it um well i've always wanted to play in the nlo like the box league and i always like kind of knew that i had a good shot to do that and then um like after after my senior year um one of my one of my buddies from school is actually his dad was the coach for denver so i i wasn't sure if i was gonna go or not and i was just i was just kind of hoping and then uh yeah, once I got drafted, went out there after our season ended and started playing, and it was great. I mean, all the guys, the coaches there were big beauty, so they, they hooked me up pretty good. Nice. It's unbelievable, man. So you were drafted third overall, right, for the NLL? Yeah, for, yeah, for the NLL. Is that um, – how do those two leagues compare? I mean, like, we don't really know much about it. It um, seems like it's, it's like maybe skill-wise, is it like a tier down, or is it the same players that play in both? Um, it's, it's different, right? It's, it's like yeah. the best box players in the world and like in the NLL and then the MLL uh, has been like the best field guys in the world. Right. So it's right. The NLL is a lot more, uh, a lot more Canadian, like there's way more, way more Canadians than like anybody else in the league really. where, it, mm-hmm. where in the MLL, it's a lot of guys coming out of college. There's a couple of native guys, a couple, uh, Canadian guys sprinkled in there, but it's it's mainly uh, American guys coming out of college. Is that why you knew you wanted to do the NLL because it's a it's a bigger Canadian interest, and you just kind uh, of just, had always had had it I in your mind? Always, like, uh, I think I've been a little bit better at box, so I knew I had a better chance of uh, making it there than in the MLL. And this is so dumb, but like, why do they call it box? Is it just because uh, I actually don't even know yeah, why? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like, is it because you feel like you're in a box because it's a smaller field? But I, I don't know if that's like because it. it's it's in a you play in a hockey rink, right? So yeah, right, right. So I guess it's sick. Good. I love the setup, dude. Like we were, me and Timmy were talking about it. Like I I played soccer in high school for a little bit. Like I loved playing indoor soccer because yeah. it was more like hockey and it was more action packed. Outdoor soccer, I was like, this is so boring. Like yeah. nobody, I mean, I don't get to touch the ball at all. If you can ever make it out to an NLL game, man, they're they're pretty electric. Um, yeah, so you, guys, you guys would be like, I guess the closest team you guys would be uh, New England. Like everyone gets fired up, the fans get going. I know in Buffalo, it's an unbelievable place to play, and like our fans are wild. They're so sick. We gotta go to a game now. Yeah, what? So New England? I mean, that's pretty broad. Where do you? Where do they play? Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> in uh, Stanford, Connecticut, I think. Oh really? Oh, they, what, like they play at a casino. Yeah, they play at. Oh, uh, that's they, the they, that's the way to go, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah, like that's just sick entertainment when you go down there. That's genius. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is it? Do you know which casino so, it is? Uh, the Mohegan Sun, there. Yeah. 
Oh, dude. Oh. Food. We can, let's do a Mohegan trip, and we'll go to an we NFL have, we game. Have to now. Are you Are you guys playing out there at all this year? Uh, we played there year? already, and I I don't uh, think we're going back out there this year. Oh, brutal. Whatever. We'll go. Uh, are you sticking it out? How long are you going to play for? Uh, as long as I can, man. I'm, okay, so, I'm okay, so it's not a one and done thing. I, um, they, they hooked me up with a job, just like doing, working for the team and all that. And just nice. Try to, try to ride out uh, before I have to figure out my life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's Dude, awesome. do it. Yeah, absolutely. Last, last question about um, box and regular cross. I am a legitimate idiot when it comes to like, I don't know anything besides the fact that there's attacks, mids, <laughs> defense, like the very, very basic. Like what is the difference besides the fact that the fields are and setup is different? Like what's the different kind of gameplay? You said some people are better at box. Some people are better at field lacrosse. Like what is like the one minute version of like, why they're different um, and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, box is real close quarters, right? So you, like you're obviously in a hockey rink, not on like a big field. And uh, so it's all it's all tight. It's five on five. We're uh, with a goalie, and we're fields uh, nine on nine with a goalie. So there's a lot a lot less room. It's a lot faster pace. There's thirty second shot clock. Um, oh, it's more so... offense defense. You don't have like midfielders or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's much faster pace. It's I think it's more exciting. But yeah. Okay. So my question for Garnsey, um, kind of related to MLL. And then, like, the box comparison. But, like, did you ever – being a goalie in hockey, did you ever think about playing goalie in lacrosse? Hell no. Dude, it's – okay. <laughs> it is the Thank the you. craziest Thank position God. in sports. Yeah. I mean, people are always asking me, like, why didn't you play ho- or lacrosse goalie or since you played hockey goalie? I'm like, that is a totally different animal. I get hit <laughs> in the shins in hockey, and that's, like, sweet. Puck's going in the corner, hopefully. If I get hit yeah. in the shins playing lacrosse, I'm like, sub me out. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Man, we had my uh, one of my classmates in high school. He was the like the goalie on the lacrosse team, and the kid came in with bruises. Oh. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like softball size bruises every day. Yeah, our goalies' thighs at the end of a day are like they look like they just got off a paintball course. Oh, dude, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. People are like, "Oh, hockey goalie is like a crazy position." It's we got plenty of padding. Plenty of padding. And I don't get. I don't get hurt. If I get hurt, it's probably on me. Like, if you're playing lacrosse goalie, like, outside regular, you're wearing, like, a helmet and this, like, pathetic – do they even wear a chest protector? Like, maybe a sternum pad so you don't die when it hits you in the chest? Yeah, they wear a little chest protector, gloves, helmet, and a cup. That's yeah, it. that's that's that's, <laughs> that's not, not enough. That's just not enough. That that's, not enough. that's not it for me. I'm not. They wear they wear like that little chest protector that like kids who are playing pitcher when still coach pitch wear. Yeah. yeah, like that. That that's like all they have protecting them. Like that's that's pretty much oh, it, dude. It's that's, crazy. That's crazy. And then, so the difference. Why is it so different than an MLL versus uh, NLL? Why is the indoor box st- like? Why do these guys? <laughs> these guys are massive in net, right? For the <laughs> yeah. box across. That's maybe the funniest looking player position in any sport yeah they're they're loaded with pads <laughs> maybe that's why it's called box lacrosse because yeah. these guys look like they're wearing this like huge cardboard box i mean the nets are the nets are a lot smaller so i guess it it makes more sense to just kind of like stand there and try to soak some balls but, but yeah yeah field, field, so, so net, to, like, actually, like, net gets smaller pads get bigger it's just so less, so it, it makes less scoring. Obviously, yeah, yeah. tight, tight quarters, hard, harder to score. It just sounds like it's like a lower, a lower scoring game. So very, very comparable to hockey. Um, yeah, I mean the the scores are still they still get up pretty high. Guys can at this level, guys can pretty much put the ball wherever they want. Um, right. You have like Lyle, you have like guys like Lyle Thompson that you were you can't even see. So like the the games are still pretty high. We had a game on Friday, and the final score was like sixteen to nine. Oh jeez! All right. Damn, dude. Interesting. Um, I wanna I wanna hear more about the MLL, but maybe Garnsey, give us a little more about like, um, what it's been like playing at Notre Dame and like the tradition. Do you guys get a good following? Like, where you guys travel to? And obviously, Gilly, you've been. I mean, you did the whole D one locks thing too. So feel free to chime in whatever you want. But yeah, yeah playing, Garnsey, yeah, playing at Notre Dame's been pretty awesome. Um. As far as the tradition and everything, it's pretty cool. You know, we do the whole bagpiper leads us out um, before every game. Um, oh, so sick. Yeah, that's that stuff. Nothing better, cool. yeah. Um, even on the road, we do that. Um, it's pretty cool. Usually, I mean, nice. the, the bagpipers that we got, they just like sort of like it gets passed down every two years. Like a new junior will uh, step up and be the guy. 
So they, they haven't been pretty good. They, they actually, <laughs> they, quite frankly, they suck. But, <laughs> but that's fine. It still have, gets the boys going. They have, uh, they have like bagpipe, bagpipe tryouts. We'll see who gets, who gets that role, or is it like a you know first come first serve kind of thing? It's just the guy that was uh, the bagpiper previously, just like picks a guy. He's, Wait, is it a guy just, on your team? Yeah, it's a guy on our team. Oh, I thought I got—I thought I got traveled with you guys just to lead you out on road games and bagpipes, which would be pretty sick. That would be cool, and he probably wouldn't suck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's kind of hilarious that you guys just have a random kid play the bagpipes. Yeah, it's like, what do you take bagpipes for dummies for like an hour, and then you're like, all right, let's do this thing. Apparently, there was like a VHS tape that uh, had been passed down that they've now converted to a CD. Uh, or DVD <laughs> that they've learned from, and then you know they they're on YouTube trying to figure it out. But I mean, they need they need more help than they've got right now because they've not <laughs> been able to figure it out very well. Dude, that is too funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, as far as the rest of Notre Dame goes, um, they, they do a they do a pretty unbelievable job as far as um, everything off the lacrosse field. Whether it's helping us out get jobs, um, we've been to since I've been here. We've played in. Um, Dallas, we've played in a bunch of different um, schools across the country. We've gone on trips to this summer. We went on a trip to Spain for 10 days as the whole team. Um, So they do a pretty good job of making the experience pretty spectacular, you know, off the lacrosse field, which has been awesome. And then when, you know, you've got your football team going to the college football playoff and stuff, it just makes the whole experience pretty sweet. It's got to be electric there that team because they're good, man. And then you get to kind of piggyback off of that, not piggyback off of it, but like when there's that much hype, obviously this, that season ends and they're like, all right, what are we doing now? We're going to the lacrosse game. Yeah, exactly. And, and even last year, I mean, our hockey team um, lost in the national championship. So, and, and the women's basketball oh, true. team won the whole thing. So just, I wasn't even thinking, do you know, uh, you know, Kale Morris? Yeah, I know Kale. That's funny. I went to uh, I went to camp with him a few years back, so I don't really know him. I mean, he was my roommate for a week, but um, he's a stud. He he's actually a kid I was going to reach out to as well and be like, "Hey, come on the pod." Yeah, he won the uh, the Richter Award last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is- yeah, he did. That's so sick. I completely forgot about Jesus. that. Come on, Muzz. You got to write this stuff down. I know, dude. I I I know. That's on me. Yeah, just the way <clears throat> it works out with like the personalities and everything. Like the hockey guys and us are pretty close. Yeah, I feel like That's awesome. I feel like hockey players played lacrosse growing up. Lacrosse players played hockey. Yeah, I kind of sucked at lacrosse. I played for like a year, and I was like, "This just isn't for me." I couldn't do it. But should have said a whole teacher to use lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing him with a with a short pole in his hand. And it looks like a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. He's he's he he's gonna come home tomorrow and be like Tim, what the hell, man? You're just ripping me apart on this podcast. I helped you get these two guys. No, off. we're hyping them up. We're going. We're hyping. Sorry, right sorry, sorry, Holtzy. Yeah, he's he, trying. He's trying to run the marathon under four hours. He's running the yeah. marathon. Yeah, we're pumped for him. <laughs> uh, what, um, so so. Oh, no, I just want to hear more about like a little bit more about like what's it like? How do you guys travel? Do you guys take like plane, like private plane, or do you guys bus? Do you guys? Um. So. Since I've been here, we've taken probably three bus trips just because um, being in the Midwest, there's like we play in the ACC, right? So we've got mm-hmm. Syracuse, Duke, North Carolina, um, and Virginia are the only other schools in the ACC that have lacks. So that's, you know, you're looking oh, okay. at at least 10 hours on the road trying to get to any of those places. Mm-hmm. So we fly. Um, we no- Normally we fly um, just commercially. We'll bus up to Chicago and fly out. Um, but since I've been here, we've flown privately, um, I don't know, a handful of times, three or four times, which is, you know, obviously the guys love doing that. We yeah, it's three, three or three or four more times it. than we did. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I can definitely say that that's not super common practice. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a single chance when I was at Bucknell that we were. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're getting on a bus at 8 p.m. driving to Boston from from Bucknell so oh dude oh yeah yeah the longest oh, I feel like I, yeah I feel like that's more than normal. I mean yeah. I feel you do last the last couple of years playing in the coast and stuff is like such a grind it's just bus trip after bus trip yeah and yeah. on some bad buses too so I feel your pain <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're pretty spoiled we actually this relates to Gilly last fall um at the end of our fall season we ended up 
Team Canada was having their tryouts for the World Games over this past summer, um, and Gilly was trying out, and they, we, we ended up playing them in Buffalo, but we had to – we bust there for some reason. You know, all of us, we've been flying everywhere since we've got here. We're spoiled. We're pissed off that we're busting to Buffalo. And, <laughs> but th- there wasn't a bathroom on the bus, so that was a nightmare. Come on. No way. Yeah. We went so from, like, living the high life to, like, oh. pissing in bottles. Oh my god, Jeez. dude, that's wow. brutal. Yeah, I would take I would so take hard. a couple of those to fry pl- to fly private most of the time. That's true. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, so Gilly, talk about that experience trying out for Team Canada and and um and that whole thing and you know trying team, to rep- team country and all that stuff. Um, I actually I made Team Canada, so I, was, I got to I got to go over to Israel in the summer, which was it was real cool. Yeah, we saw that. I was looking it up. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I mean it's, it sucks. We kind of. It was, a, it was a tough way to end it, but man, going to Israel, like being able to play on a team with like best players in the world, best players in Canada, like it was, it was really cool. What else did they? I mean, they I hooked f- you guys up like Team Canada gear and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they hooked us up huge. I mean, we got sticks, bags, how, like all the equipment, like a bunch of bunch of clothing and all that. We got like first class everything. We got to stay at like a resort, like on the like on the water there in Israel. It was. It was legit. Dude, that's unreal. That's like what you play for when you're growing up. Like for us, yeah. I mean, you guys being hockey guys too, it's like I would have done anything to wear the USA jersey or something, you know? Yeah. To be was, able to. It was, it was really special, man. It was it was cool. Nice. Um, did you ever have Did you ever have a moment like while you were out there where you kind of like it all kind of sunk in? You're like, wow, I'm, I'm playing for Team Can, Or like, was it like when you made the team or any, any of that stuff? Um, I, I'd say that moment kind of like kind of hit right before the right before the final. You're just kind of like stepping out there, like in warmups and all your Team Canada gear. You're playing for a gold medal for like the world championship. You're like, holy shit, like, this is the shit. Yeah, that's unbelievable. What was that? What was that game like? I mean, who 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 are you guys playing? And uh, uh, was there was, was it a big following and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty packed there. Um, obviously, being in Israel, they they didn't have like a ton of like home fans out there, so it was a lot of like. Uh, like all the teams that were there, and then like family and friends of everyone that uh, everyone that came. But uh, we played. We ended up playing states in the final. Uh, we lost with like I think Tom Schreiber scored with like three seconds left in the game to go up by one. Oh no! Yeah, it was it was a killer. But no, it was really cool. I mean, like if you ever told me I was gonna go play lacrosse in Israel, I'd call you a fucking liar. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, started started bring that memory back up. Yeah, no, you're good. Hey, so it was cool though. So, uh, kind of on top of that, but also like back to the MLL thing. I want to know more about like what's the market like for the MLL. I'm not like the biggest lacrosse guy, but I think it's a really entertaining game. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. Obviously, like I don't, I don't know. Like obviously, so you get like hockey and all the main sports. It's yeah, a big market. Lacrosse, lacrosse, much smaller. Yeah, lacrosse. It's getting bigger though. It's it's yeah. uh, It's it's growing. But uh, I think with the with the PLL coming in this summer, and kind of like the uh, kind of like the battle to be like the top league or whatever, it's gonna it's gonna force both both leagues to kind of grow and to get get better on both those um, both those aspects, like getting it on TV and kind of making it much more mainstream than it is right now. So I think um i think this summer will be interesting to see it'll be cool to see like kind of what happens with both those uh both those leagues coming in and growing the game as much as uh much as they are are they like uh they house you guys in that kind of stuff uh no not really it's mostly uh guys kind of flying in and out there's a couple local guys like we have five or six guys that live out in denver but it's mainly uh guys who are working somewhere else and just flying in for games and all that Really? So then, how do they handle that? Do they pay for those guys that fly in? Yeah, like I, I lived in Canada all summer, so they were they were flying us in for. Uh, we usually practice on Fridays before yeah. the game, and then game Sunday or game Saturday, sorry, and then uh, fly out Sunday. Wow, wow, that's that's crazy, man. So I didn't even realize it was to that extent. So maybe guys get like a almost a full time job during the year or yeah. during the summer, and then. Yeah, what do they? Every, they give you like team, a game check. Most guys on our team, except for uh, like very few, like myself, have full time jobs and like careers elsewhere. Like guys are working, yeah. guys, be like on Wall Street and stuff. I know Cav, Cav's doing a like Matt Cavanaugh is doing a lot in uh, in New York. He's working in New York City, so 
like these guys have like legit jobs and they're taking time out and every weekend flying out there. Man, that's amazing. What are they? Jeez. What are they? I mean, it's like a game check style style thing. Like, yeah. And I mean, I don't want to get like too into it, but do they pay well? Is it? Um, in the past, it hasn't been has been the best. Right. Like with the PLL coming in next year, they they're throwing, they're throwing this amount of money around, and so it's kind of forced the MLL to uh, increase their increase their payments. I think they've everything's gone up by at least like fifty percent. So, oh, that's yeah, a lot. Good. They're starting to uh, they're starting to pay a little bit better. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if they end up getting like a a big TV deal or something down the line, it'd be huge for you guys. Yeah. So, um, Garnsey, uh, onto this topic, are you, I know you, you don't want to look past, um, you know, the rest of your career at Notre Dame, but I mean, are you, are you thinking, um, post-college and trying to play kind of the same thing that, uh, that Gilly? Yeah, did? where else they'll have me. <laughs> there you go. Hey man, you're welcome in Denver for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and would you do the, uh, the combo, the MLL NLL combo? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the opposite of Gilly. He grew up playing box, um. I've played, you know, very, very little box, so I don't have much experience. But um, if anyone wants to take a flyer on an American kid who's got a decent stick, um, I'm all ears. <laughs> Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna put it out there. Yeah. Anyone want to take take a flyer on this kid? <laughs> we, I was watching your uh, I was watching your highlight tape. I was with Holtzy yesterday. We were just talking about it, obviously. But um, we looked up. I looked up both highlight tapes for you guys, and I was just like, you guys, it's unbelievable. How good you guys are, <laughs> and I can't. I I can't imagine. Obviously, I mean, like Gilly, you're already there, but I can't. Garnsey, I can't imagine that you wouldn't. You know, have a good team to play for. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, he'll yeah. he'll he'll make uh he'll be fine. <laughs> the funny the funny thing is though is a lot of like this happens to everybody. Like watching high school highlight tapes is pretty hilarious, and Garnsey watching your high school highlight tape is like some of these kids you're playing against <laughs> out there. It's like it's just hilarious. But it's the same for every single sport. Like I've watched a couple of my buddies like high school hockey highlight tapes. I'm like that 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 kid can't skate and he's playing on the first line. Like, <laughs> you can't tell me it's like yeah I had, I had 50 goals my junior year. I'm like you played against kids who legitimately can't skate. So like it's it's just so funny watching watching all the different highlight tapes. But like when you go to like a place like Bruce you probably have to play two sports right yeah i mean you got they make you do something um yeah so, so i'm sure you're playing against kids that are like i guess i'll play lacrosse yeah and garnsey's like see you later like yeah. <laughs> i remember like we would play we played cushing and hockey was i don't know how they are anymore but traditionally they're pretty good at hockey and they would smoke us and then we would play them in lacrosse and we would beat them by 20 and we'd be playing the same kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> little payback yeah, exactly. yeah. That's funny, right, dude. That's awesome. Hey, you scored a hat trick on me about two months ago. Now here's six. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I love it. How's that one taste? That's awesome. What else we want to? What else we want to touch on here? We're on. Uh... Well, boys, do you, do you have any? Do you have anything for us? We kind of we kind of want to talk about a lot of things we've already brought up. So um, we're kind of winding it down. But any any kind of topics you've thought of since uh, since we started chatting? Uh, I I got nothing. <laughs> okay, Timmy, you've asked this to everybody that comes on. And nobody's ever had anything. <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe listen to someone else talk about a topic in college and maybe thought of a funny story. I'm going to keep asking because one of these times someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I lit my dorm on fire one time cooking Easy Mac. You never know. Right, that's happen. true. Fair. I know. So I'm going to – I'll give you one thing from, uh, from my senior year at uh, Bucknell. Um, so we were living in the house, and it was, it was like a – it was a party house, right? So our entire first floor was just useless. Like we didn't, yeah. our kitchen or our oven wasn't plugged in. Um, our, you couldn't use a thing. It was disgusting. And our, uh, every shelf in our fridge was just shattered. Uh, <laughs> so we were in, I think it was like November or October. Our house is cold and we're trying to turn the heat on. We're like, what the fuck's going on here? So we call our landlord and he's like, yeah, you guys have to like go out and like find an oil company and get them to like bring in oil to throw in the tank. So like, what? Fuck. Okay. So like we went, like we, <laughs> so we slept fucking freezing. I slept in like on my, my winter coat with like a winter hat on. And so like, no way. Oil came and like fill our oil tanks. But I guess like over Christmas break, our oil ran out and our heat turned off in the house. So our pipes froze and broke. And oh. our maintenance, I went in like halfway through and, uh, just like a water pipe just oh. pouring everywhere so we got back we go back like a week and a half early 
for uh for training camp and all that before the season starts and our maintenance guy's like yeah you can't roof here right now so we had to couch surf for like a week no way yeah. That sounds that, that sounds pretty brutal. And if you think it doesn't happen in the real in the real world, it does. Because two follow up stories to that is like ten minutes before we got on this call, I um I clogged our toilet. Now with <laughs> now with now with wow, wait a minute, just was, putting that out there. It was, it was already clogged and it was like not flushing very well. Our toilet's a joke, and I just went took a piss, flush it, and it literally overflowed in our bathroom. Like We had to mop it up before I got on the call. Oh. And number two, I came back from going home um, for Christmas to Virginia, came back, and Holtz was like, hey, by the way, our heat's not working. And we're like, ah, oh, what the hell? So I got home and forgot that the heat wasn't working. And I was like, I can't even be here. I had to like go to just like Dunkin' Donuts and hang out, texted our landlord and be like, hey, the heat's not working. And the landlord came over and was like, why is the switch to off, not on. And we're like, what are you talking about? And like, someone switched the oil from off to on. That's like all it took to fix it. And we're like, (laughs) well, that switch is like on the way down to the basement. So somebody definitely just hit it thinking it was the light switch. Definitely. Definitely. And, but the night before, before we had fixed it, Holty was the only one who stayed here. He slept in in like his legit, like ski mask, ski hat, like everything he had in his room. So I totally feel you on that one. It's funny that you guys are telling these stories. So about, I don't know, probably a month ago now, we're at school, and I don't know about on the East Coast um, or in Canada, Gilly, but here in the Midwest, uh, it was like, the, it was the coldest it's ever been in South Bend since I started recording temperatures with wind chill, so we're, we're talking like <laughs> negative 40 or negative 50 with wind chill. It got, to the, it got to the point where they canceled school for a couple days. Um but one of the days we still had lacrosse. We've got a indoor facility, so thankfully we didn't have to play outside in that. Uh, <laughs> but one of the guys, uh, so like we, we, our locker room's not connected to the indoor facility, so we got to walk um, across our field and down this little path to get there. Um, so we usually prop the door open behind us just so you don't, guys don't have to type in the code to get into the locker room every time. Uh, but the guy, like the last guy out or whatever, I mean, totally could have happened to anyone. Someone propped the door um, and no one ever shut it the night before we left. Oh. And so we get to the locker room two days later or whatever, and the pipes had burst in the locker room. And no way. It was, yeah, I mean, coach was absolutely fuming. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh like, no! He's like, we're. I guess we're still on the old. Like, one more thing happens, we're losing the locker room for a month or something. <laughs> so, jeez, man, didn't that happen to us too, uh, Timmy? You remember that Ricer got like, wasn't he fixing something? Something. One of the pipes burst in our locker room, and Ricer had to fix it. Yeah, I vaguely remember that, but yeah, I mean, there's not much of a story to it. I was just really yeah. Jesus. And then, that's as crazy. far as the house you were talking about, Gilly, I literally felt like you were describing my house right now. I mean. <laughs> there's no furniture yeah. on the first I mean, floor. Those, those the only thing we got that works is a toaster. So, like when that when that big uh, storm came through and it was so cold here, we just stocked up on Eggo waffles because we like, didn't <laughs> want to leave our house, and all we could do was use a toaster. So I probably ate forty Eggo waffles over the course of two days. <laughs> Completely healthy the same thing too. <laughs> yeah, just pure protein. Yeah, well, if if. Uh, Nothing's changed since high school. Gilly can probably test it. I'm not. I'm not a real big weight room guy. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you see Ryder in there. It's a. You better take a break. <laughs> we'll cut that part out when we're trying to hype him up for the uh, MLL draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take a really flyer. Take room. a flyer on this kid, but don't listen to the last three minutes of his interview. Yeah. Right. <laughs> great. That's awesome. All right, Muzz, you have uh, you have anything else? No, not really, man. Wait, I uh, wait, I got one thing. I was reading the bio. And it says, like, always asking, would you rather? Just give me a would you rather. Oh, Timmy, oh, there it is. All right. I, I, I forgot. I, I need to ask every, um, every guest. So this is, this is my go-to would you rather. So, uh, Ryder, you can start us off. Would you rather have a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat for the rest of your life or have permanent Cheetos fingers for the rest of your life? Before you answer, if you lick the Cheetos off of your fingers, they magically reappear. Popcorn kernel. Do you get the taste every time? Do you get what? You get the taste every time with Cheetos? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, yes, taste every time. That's kind of a plus, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> but everything you touch, you're leaving Cheetos dust. Yeah, everything. I feel like, you I shake feel like somebody's hand. 
Okay. Hey, that's I don't what did I go with? I think I want Cheetos yeah. fingers too. What? No, no, I'm going popcorn kernel. Oh, you're going Thank popcorn you. Popcorn kernel. No. Thank you. No. I think you're crazy if you go Cheetos you, fingers. You honestly. like can't go in public with that. Thank you. That she, that that <laughs> popcorn kernel is going to bother you don't. for the rest. Gilly, of the you say you can put gloves on? Yeah. That's weird. You can't yeah. live your life with gloves you're on. Dumb. Just walking around. On <laughs> what do you? What do you do when you go on vacation or like go swimming? Yeah, I'm just gonna. My winter <laughs> gloves are gonna stay on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not an That's easy. Classic. I'm a I'm a Cheetos fingers guy. I think. Wow. I I think I'm a Cheetos fingers guy too. Wow. That popcorn kernel on the back of your throat. Yeah, I don't know. That is insanity, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree. And Rudder, I feel the same way. But legit, get like this is perfect. Like fifty fifty. I always get. It's like pretty much 50-50 answers. So, like, everyone has their own reasoning. And it's funny. We've said this before off-air or on-air that people say they'll, they'll wear gloves. What's so classic deal that you just said you'd wear gloves? And I always am like, why would you wear gloves? People are like, oh, wear clear gloves. I'm like, that's weirder. You can't wear clear gloves. <laughs> yeah, so, the clear gloves. The clear gloves I mean, weird. Yeah, yeah. You'll agree. never get a girlfriend with Cheetos fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Imagine true, too. Yeah. Imagine getting married. You're like wearing your tux, and you're like, "Why does this guy have gloves on?" You're like, "Cause I have Cheetos fingers." Or this guy's just been <laughs> munching all day on Cheetos. Like <laughs> wedding. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's worse, but I love that, and I love that you brought that up. So this is this has been awesome. So listen, um, we couldn't thank you guys enough. This has been a fun interview, kind of getting both sides of uh, pro lacrosse, D1, and then your um, Notre Dame, and then obviously your time together at Brewster. So. Um, I wish you guys both, um, you know, best of luck along the way. And um, hopefully if you're ever back in the, in the New Hampshire area, we can get together and, um, you know, meet in person. But thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah no worries. Uh, us, appreciate man. it, boys. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. I had a good time. Yeah, Sam. Of yeah. course. All right, good stuff. All right, boys. We're out. All right, See have a good one, guys. Joe. That interview was brought to you by State and Liberty. State and Liberty found a solution to a problem that athletes everywhere were having, finding dress codes that fit properly. Well, no more. I've always had issues finding dress clothes that fit me the way I want them to. Well, let me tell you, all my clothes from State and Liberty fit me perfectly. By providing more room in the upper body with an extremely tailored waist, their dress shirts cater to those with a V-shaped body type. Darts in the back of the dress shirt pull on the excess fabric, creating a fit that rewards those men that take care of their bodies. I better start working out more. These shirts are also wrinkle-free, machine washable, and dry in about 20 minutes. The days of weekly trips to the dry cleaners are over. Must started his new job recently, and the first place he went for dress goes, you guessed it, State and Liberty. So stop wearing dress goes that don't fit. Head over to stateandliberty.com and use the promo code POSTGAMESHAKE to get 10% off your first and second order. That's stateandliberty.com, promo code POSTGAMESHAKE. Get your wardrobe where it needs to be. That was our interview with lacrosse studs Ryder Garnsey and Matt Gilray. Uh, obviously, you know, Ryder playing at Notre Dame is, is awesome. And, and Gilray playing in um, the MLL and NLL, both really cool, uh, both really cool stories. So we had a great time interviewing those guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and both just absolute beauties. We love to love just chat with them. Yeah, so. dude, it's always good when it's you awesome. get a good back and forth. Like we were saying, we had a we had a really good back and forth with those guys. Good stories uh, kind of kept it light the whole time. So that's what we're looking for. And um, yeah, getting people like that. That's what we're looking for. And we've never met those kids either, which is which is a little nerve wracking going in. So it's, it's always it's always funny how uh, how nervous you get before, and then you just start chatting with somebody, and they're like, oh, "This person's also normal." So it's just totally easy. Yeah, but. it's weird because you just don't know what to expect, and especially with we've talked about this, me and you being in different places and interviewing somebody else, it's tough for us to kind of organize who's going to talk, and we can't read off of each other's cues. And then when you add in two guys on the other side who are new to the podcast. There's four of us all in remote locations, but it went great, dude. It was it, yeah. it flowed really well. It did, it did. So, what do you want to what do you want to hop into first post interview? So, obviously, um, kind of keeping with the New England Patriots theme of you know the prior weeks, uh, the Patriots can't stay out of the news. Robert Kraft, I don't even know how you want to describe it. Solicited is it is it is it true? Um, any publicity is good publicity in this in this regard? Uh, I think when you're as famous as Robert Kraft, it's just not true at all. And it's probably the complete opposite. Most publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. So this is really, anyway. really bad. Um, it's funny. When it first happened, I was like, ah, it's kind of hilarious. And we were all like joking around about it. But obviously, the underlying issue of sex trafficking is completely different. And that's not a laughing matter at all. Whether or not he knew what he was getting into... 
I don't know, man. I mean, he, they deny it. I'm sure. I'm sure it happened. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I mean, there's like video evidence. Yeah. I read an article today about like what car he drove up, what car he drove up in, and and what time he arrived, and all this stuff. So yeah, it seems the details seem very specific for him not to have been. There. Yeah, on the surface, it's pretty harmless, but I think the the deeper dive is like, yeah, you're promoting the sex trafficking of these people, these girls, obviously. Um, my mom said she read something that the girl was like 13, but I don't know if that's actually true. Ooh, that would be worse. You know, that's Jesus. like, whoa, that's worst case scenario. That's really bad. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Don't want to spread that around, but just did. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know how the league handles it. What do you think the league can do? Because it's like you can't suspend an owner. It's like, oh, well, you can't sit in the box for like four weeks. I don't – can't find him. Fi- the max is like $500,000. Yeah, there's no there's no precedent. I know the only other time something similar to this happened was when Jim Mercer got um got in trouble for a DUI and stuff like that. Um and they also later admitted to to like heavy drug use and, and stuff like that. So again, there's no precedent for what can happen. Obviously the league showed that they're pretty random and unpredictable when it comes to these kind of things. So I don't know. I think I think he's not gonna go on skates, whether he whether he gets, um, you know, jail time or probation or whatever ends up happening with with the trouble he gets into, I don't think that even matters. I think Goodell and the league have showed that they'll still make some sort of statement. But it's different now because it's an owner, right? I mean, like right. these are the guys who are paying legitimately paying um, Goodell's salary. So I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to see, and you hope that this never happens again, where he needs to. Um, discipline and owner, but yeah, I I, um, I really don't have an answer. My my long winded I think um, version yeah. is I have no idea. I think he's just going to do like a billion hours of community service, probably. You know, I bet he's gonna, I bet he's going to. I think he's definitely going to pay a fine. I mean, I'm, which is going to be nothing. It's what, what, nothing to him. Yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing to him. Obviously, five hundred thousand dollars is like a dollar for me and you. Um, maybe even less, which is just sickening. Um, and whether he like cares about it or not, I see. I feel like this is gonna blow over in in a handful of months, which is which is hilarious. That like that's kind of how the world works. It's like, what did you do for me lately? Yeah. But if if they go out and like you know go fourteen and two next year and and make it the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, it's like no one will remember next year this time. Yeah, I feel like I I think a lot of that what you're saying is so true. I think a lot of that has to do with like social media these days, like. You find out everything so easily. You find out everything about it. You get so worked up about it, and then it just kind of blows over. And not to make it like you don't want to compare this to like a school shooting, but in the past, there, there's been so many, you know, those type of like mass murders. And when they first start like Columbine, when Columbine happened, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I don't even know, what was it, 90s? I, I, I had no sense of it. Or uh, Yeah, yeah, it was the 90s. So awful. And like, I feel like the country probably mourned for like ever, you know? And then as they started to happen more and more and like social media came out, it's like, it's almost like, Oh wow. Another shitty thing happened. And then you move on, which sucks. It shouldn't be like that. But with craft, it's going to be the same thing. He's going to put out like a statement saying, I had no idea. I wasn't trying to do anything with, you know, wasn't trying to solicit sex trafficking and help with sex trafficking. You know, I made a mistake and it's not going to happen again. And he can play the lonely widow card. Like, I, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm like lonely. I like, he's been through a lot. His wife died, you know, like, and people are like, yeah, he's just trying to like get his. And obviously it's kind of like a weird thing to talk about, but you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think that it's going to be something that people hold against him for too long. Yeah. And I, I agree. It is kind of the way of the world. Now it's like thing you're so in the, in the, in the forefront of the spotlight for like right that minute, like you're everywhere, right? Like he, like that news on Friday, it was just like plastered on every television. Obviously in New England, it was plastered on every news channel in, in, in New England and, and television set. And, and then like in a month, well, I guess not in a month, cause like his sentencing and everything and he's, he's going to sit in court. But then I bet like July and August will roll around, like training camp starts and I'll be like, Oh no, there's Robert Kraft, you know, whatever. It won't be anything. And you're right about how, I mean, back then it was just, and I think nowadays too, it's like they turn it into more, a political thing like then immediately it's like well what did donald trump say about about uh child you know prostitution and all this stuff and soliciting it and, and, and young children like they need to pay for it and then it's like oh well i wonder who craft supports in in in, in politics it's like i feel like it's it takes a different turn than it used to and and whatever turn it takes i feel like it's gonna i think it's gonna blow over pretty quick but i get back to his punishment it'll be 
again, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening and, and, and what the, you know, circumstances are. Yeah. So we'll see moving forward, honestly, uh, whatever. And then, so the other thing we want to talk about, obviously the trade deadline was today. So did you think anything crazy of the trade deadline? What, I mean, there were a couple, there were some things, some things happened. Yeah. Um, my limited, you know, trade deadline knowledge. I obviously know of, of all the moves I'm looking at, looking at them all now. And, um, the first, my, the first thing is, you know, the senators were able to get a pretty good haul for all these players. I mean, they got rid of three of their, of their top six forwards in, in Duchesne and Matt Duchesne, Mark Stone and Ryan Dezingle. Duchesne and Dezingle going to the same team in, in, uh, in Columbus. So just because of, of them getting pretty much, I don't want to steal the words, but getting fleeced in the Matt Duchesne deal from uh, Colorado mm-hmm. and giving up an, un- an unprotected first round pick, which right now it would be if they, you know, the highest chance of the lottery to get the number one overall pick. But the, the fact that they kind of did that made that mistake, I guess you can say, and, and then kind of got back to where they need to be and, and they're in full rebuild mode, right? Like you want, you'd want maybe a Duchesne or a stone or both there to kind of be the center of the rebuild. But you know what, if, if they're not going to resign their long-term, you think it's not a good chance they're going to be there, get rid of them and, and get a good haul. And they were able to get a good haul. I think it's, I think it's cool seeing these teams go all in, you know, like, like Columbus is like, we don't know if Panera will be here next year. We don't know if, if, if Bobrovsky will be here next year. So, you know, what? we're going to do everything we can to win this year because this might be the best chance we have to win for, for a long time. And then, and my last, my last thing that I kind of have is, um, is the Bruins. I'm reading a story that I, people are really high on, on Donato. Not that I'm not high on Donato. I, he's just so young. You don't really know what he has mm-hmm. yet. Maybe, maybe he needed change of scenery and it was a pretty, a pretty deep Bruins team. He didn't really maybe get it, fill in that, that, that correct role. And people are saying that they gave up, you know, him and, and end up getting, you know, coil in return and then Johansson. So I don't know if, if that'll be the right move or not. I thought they were pretty good to begin with. They had a chance to win the cup if they didn't make any trades, but this is kind of how, you know, the lay of the land now. So what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think Donato already has four points in three games. So I know scored, OT winner. Yeah. As well. Scored the OT winner on a, no offense to Ryan kind of, kind of like not a muffin, but like an easy save. Like he's got to have that. I don't know if it was tipped or something, but still, you know, he's a shooter shoot and that's how he scores goals. Uh, I think Ryan's a great player, dude. I've been able to play with him and play against him, and um, that kid can score goals. He's a natural goal scorer, and I'm not going to be surprised when that kid ends up putting 30 in the back of the net one year. Like he's going to do that. Um, I think, and maybe, and, 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 and sorry to interrupt you, but maybe a change of scenery out of Boston could be the best thing for him, right? Like he grew yeah, up here, of, played play, play, play college, a lot of expectations in Minnesota. He could have a brand new, fresh slate, and it could help him. It could mean the world to him. So anyway, sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, his dad played for the Bruins. I think there's a lot of pressure playing in your hometown. Obviously, Jimmy Hayes went through the same thing. Like, and I think that Jimmy Vesey probably had a, a pretty similar mindset when he didn't pick Boston. Was like, you know what? Why take the unnecessary pressure? Uh, but I think at the same time, it's pretty cool for Charlie Coyle to come in and score that shootout goal, and he looks really good. So I, I love Charlie. I think Charlie's an awesome player. I think he's a great Bruin. So, um, but not to harp on the Bruins. Um, I think it's it's cool to see the other side of it too. And uh, like, you know, you see King Henrik, like he's he's breaking down in front of reporters because you know he lost a good friend of his of ten years. You know, because you know they've been playing together forever, and now. Zuccarello goes to Dallas and it's like, all right, dude, like you kind of see like these guys are human. So obviously you don't want to actually see these guys cry, but it's, it, you know, you like, I like seeing that side of them. Um, and then I don't know if you saw, but Zuccarello broke his arm like a period and a half into his first game. I know golden assist in a, in a period and a half and then break his arm. I know that and that's, that's the way this, this stuff works, right? You, you kind of take a gamble, making a trade, at all during the deadline, you you know hope it works out for you. You're not looking back a year or more out and being like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But that's kind of the, that's that's the risk you take, right? I mean, it's it's hockey. These injuries happen, and it's you know it's unfortunate. But hopefully, he'll be able to get back before playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If he comes back before playoffs and they're there and all that good stuff, it'll all work out. But uh, no, it's interesting. And I mean, I'm yeah, I'm mean, I'm rooting for these teams that that it, you know that have never had a lot of success or a won the cup Columbus. They went out and got some pieces um, Vegas. They went out and got, and got Mark Stone. They've obviously been in the league for, for only one year plus this year. And they made it the finals, but I mean, still like they're a new team. I, I'm, I'd, I'd be happy to see like those guys win a lot of misfits. I would, I would have been ecstatic if those guys won the cup last year. And then the sharks too, they had, they, they never won the cup. And 
they and they were close a couple of years ago and they've and they've had a good squad for a while you know some old guys like like um Thornton and Pavelski and 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 they made some some moves too to get to get um Nyquist from the Red Wings so a lot of these teams that have never won before and, and that and, and Nashville as well making some moves I, I hope these teams that you know have had um Rocky Roads can kind of get together and and maybe um you know make a run in the playoffs so we'll see yeah absolutely man couldn't agree more so we shall see. Is that is that um is that all you had from the from the deadline? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, there was nothing crazy. Obviously, Wayne Simmons went to Nashville. You kind of just touched on Nashville, but um, yeah, good to see them make a move. I don't know what kind of player Wayne Simmons is going to be in Nashville, but um, yeah, I mean, just it's it's cool just to spice things up a little bit. You know, it's like when Fortnite does an update. It's like, ooh, what do they do? You know, you know, had to, had had to think it in there. Yeah, just off the top of my head, I was just thinking about it. I'm actually thinking about how I can't play tonight because of the uh, power outage. So. Ah, shoot. Darn. I guess I'll have to study. I guess so. Darn. Anyway. Yeah, seriously. So, um, anything else to touch on? No, I think that's good, dude. We can wrap that up. We had a great interview and, you know, got to talk about Mr. Kraft and some trade deadline stuff. So I'm happy. Absolutely. Some good, some good topics. So, um, anyway, Apple podcast, post game shake, Instagram, like us, follow us, subscribe, leave us a review, only about how much you love us, right, Muzz? Honestly, tell us how much you love us, and we'd really appreciate it. Um, and again, I'm going to say it every episode now because it, it is very cool seeing people listen to our podcast and talk about it. And again, if you're, if you're listening now, you made it through the whole thing, and, and you're probably a, a long-time listener. Or if you came to listen to, to Gilray and, um, and Ryder talk, then – Which is know. probably why you're here, but if you stuck around for this long, we appreciate it. Welcome to have you, and, and again, you know, just thanks for listening and and all that. So, me appreciate cool. it. Cool. All right, let's get out of here. All right, sounds good. Hope you get power back. Yeah, me too. All right, peace. peace.